him all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. Still from the three. Streaks across the 40. He might be gone. It's up. That's the good night, boys. They got blockers. They got blockers. They've got a lane. When the U is on and the U brings it, there's nothing like it. We got to get this. And it's going to take everybody. Hello, Canes fans. Your Miami Hurricanes coming off a huge win against Clemson down in Hard Rock Stadium. We finally sent Dabo running back up that hill. I am Joe Nugent, joined as always by my brother, Jimmy Nugent. This is Miami Knights. Jimmy. How are we doing? C-L-E-M-S-O-N. More like S-O-L. Clemson. We never, I don't know even if when they scored that they did that chant. No. There was just maybe such little Clemson fans there that we didn't hear it. Dude, I was thinking the same exact thing, and then I rewatched the game today, the TV broadcast, and... They not only were they doing the chant, they had their full band there. I had no idea. Really? Yes, full band was there, and they did the chant after every score. You know, I did notice on one of the t- their tight ends, just unbelievable catches, and we'll get to that. Um, that th- there was the cheering was decently loud. Like, yeah, they traveled it, well. It, yeah, they were in the upper deck, but still, like you didn't walking around the stadium. I feel like I didn't see as many as, as many as I expected. So. They traveled uh, but, well, and they were traveling back in a pack back ooh. to South Carolina with the Big L Miami Hurricanes. Find a way. We found a way, my friend. Yeah, you know that they went on this trip thinking, you know, we always play Miami really well. Going to enjoy a like, little South we were Beach. Anticipating Gonna well. enjoy a little Joe Stone Crab, I yeah. mean. <laughs> Let's, I mean, just... Come on, let's go. I still haven't come down from that high. We were at the game. It was just incredible, incredible atmosphere, incredible win. I mean, it was just, I don't even know where to start with this thing, but the bottom line is we beat Clemson. Come on. We were in those same seats Yes, for 58 to nothing. They were orange then. Actually, no. Were the seats blue at that point? They were blue. Yes. Yes, they were blue, but we were baking in the sun at that Screens point. Screens hadn't been put up in the corners. No tarp no. has been put up or uh, roof. Canopy, yeah. Canopy, and we were there. That, that, was, that was one of the rock bottoms that we talk about. And But then, over the years, like we talked about in the last podcast, just have gotten dismantled by Clemson, and they have just looked like a, a totally different level of a team than us, just on a di- totally different tier. And we were never able to match up man on man with them. Like, like our players just always looked smaller. They looked slower and our schemes looked worse. They just always looked like a professional team and we looked amateur, but this year different Saturday different. night, not only we were the better coach team, we were the more physical team. We were the bigger team. We played with more energy. We were the better team on Saturday night. Feels good. 
feels really, really good. I mean, like we said, and I'll I'll keep saying it, I think it's a better win than Texas A&M. I do too. Maybe not as pretty of a win as Texas A&M, but just the mental hurdle of getting over Clemson, the team that has just, like I said, been a thorn in our side for the longest time. It's just, it's just massive. It is massive for what I believe can turn this season around. Oh, it's it's completely flipped everything. You're staring a three-game losing streak right in the face. I mean, we'll get to it, but with two minutes left in the third quarter and you're down 10 and you've seen, you've seen uh, as, as the Taylor Swift song goes, I think I've seen this show before. Is that how it goes? I'm not sure. <laughs> and I think I'm going to like it. I don't really. I, I guess a yeah. lot of her lyrics, something like that. But we had seen that show before, my friend. And I think I've I, seen this one before. Yes, that's and it. And I think I like the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 you got it, you got it. <laughs> Did you know that she's dating Travis Kelsey? Really? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Sh- I would know that more if they would have just like pan and show her in the games and Show show a clip of her. I know. And maybe did you know that maybe Travis Kelsey has there. a brother has a podcast with his brother, and and they talk oh. about yeah 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 yeah. Okay, well let's just start off the top. Emery Williams. So Tyler Van Dyke. It came out right before the game. He was going to be a no go, injured, bruised right leg. Emery Williams, true freshman out of Milton, Florida, gets the call, and just gave a gutsy performance did everything you could possibly ask of him right and at the end of the day i i like watching that game and then seeing what he does in the second half and i don't know if i'm getting ahead of what you want to talk about go ahead go ahead but but just seeing what he was capable of in the second half shows me they I think they were just a little nervous to have the true freshman out there, but the 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 offensive woes in the first half and into the beginning of the second half were not because Emory is an incapable quarterback. Not at all. I think it was it was play calling. It was a poorly called play game by Shannon Dawson, in my opinion. It got better. Uh, I think he realized we should just be running the ball more. At one point, we, yeah, we were we were saying up in the stands, we're like. What we are throwing it so much, like we don't have to throw it so much. If we're gonna do these little dink and dunk passes, I like us running more in those situations. Like, yeah, those will work every now and then, but man, we ran the same play a lot of times and making Emery pass it rather than you know, we have a wonderful offensive line and a great running back crew that's the ones that are still healthy. And uh, yeah, so I think he finally caught on, and that was that what eight or nine minute drive to then bring it into se- uh, bring it to be seventeen fourteen. So, yes. yep. Emory Williams, hats off to you, gutsy dude. I Our, love the, the only kid. Miami quarterback, the first Miami quarterback to beat Clemson since two thousand eleven. Yeah, yeah. And see that's and that's my biggest thing is like even when you're looking at stats and and how they looked and stuff all of that obviously matters but it's, but at the quarterback position at the end of the day win or lose like that's all that matters if you can win and you can beat these big teams you're you gain so much respect in everybody's book I mean look at right. like I mean it's why Malik Rozier is gonna is in Hurricanes lore is because he took down mighty FSU when they owned us for so long. 
and Emery yeah. Williams is going to be able to hang his hat on this game for the rest of his life. I, I, who knows what's going to happen for the rest of his career? I hope he ends up being a, a great quarterback for us. Uh, but like he will always have this game where he went in and he beat Clemson in, and it was just a, a potential huge turning point for this program. Yeah. Listen, I mean, I I understand. You know, Tyler Van Dyke is still QB one if he is healthy. Yes. But Which if he apparently is re- he remote, is. Yeah. That's my thing, man. Like <laughs> Susan was right. Susan was right. She she uh You know she was she's feeling, feeling you know, good she was, this week. You know she woke yeah, she woke up on Saturday morning with that news and stuff. You know she was excited to go into the stadium. That oh day. yeah. She just took a beeline right towards Mario. Good morning, coach. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, and I, I don't I don't know if I have I don't know. I shouldn't even share my opinion. Listen, on, here's the thing. Here, I'll, I'll share what maybe you're thinking. Tyler Van Dyke's our quarterback, and I think we are in the best position to win with Tyler Van Dyke. However, Emery Williams showed a lot Saturday night. He not only made a, a lot of nice throws, but he was so engaged. Um, at one point, Taylor Tannebaum said that she she was on the sideline. She's a the ACC Network reporter. And she said that he was engaged on the sidelines, constantly talking to all the wide receivers. O-line was like, literally what we said last week, like he was pounding his chest. He's like, that's my bad. Like, that was my fault on that. He was asking questions and like, just so engaged. He he was celebrating every play. Like, he was so in it. And so I think my takeaway from this is, I feel very good about having him as a backup at the moment. And I think this is kind of a, I think this is a wake-up call for TVD is be like, all right, like I'm QB1, I've got all the talent in the world, but I do need to step up a little bit and kind of take one more step as a leader of this team because I just saw this 18-year-old come out there and bring a spark. Like, no excuses. Let's go out there and let's win some football because I got this guy now competing with me behind me. Like, let's. it's time to go. That's my That's my takeaway. Right, and I and I like that you bring up the point of, of maybe lighting a fire under him because... If he's already saying that he's healthy, I don't know. I mean, my gut tells me that there is a chance he could have played on Saturday, and I just thought it was a massive game. And I think if that sim, if he feels in a, a similar way another week, I think he's going to be like, no, I'm playing, because he risks losing his starting job. Yeah. But- I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to not, I'm going to try and not think that he could have played. No, but if they're I think he's saying was, that he's healthy. I don't. That's just weird. Isn't yeah, that? he like, was he was limping pretty later. heavily. He was limping was pretty he? heavily okay, on the sideline. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but like, I think if but even if he's if he's remotely unhealthy, then I don't think he should start, especially against Virginia. I agree. Like if he if he's still a little banged up, like I say, probably don't. I, it's like I think Caleb Williams can go out there and. All right, Emory Williams, Caleb Williams, Emory <laughs> Williams can go out there and uh, and beat Virginia. Do his thing. Yeah, but TVD's—he's a gamer. He's gonna go. He's—that's my quarterback. QB one, TVD. Let's go. Yeah, he still is QB one. I just—if he's, yeah, if he's unhealthy, I don't know. But Emory just gutsy. I mean, you—you you have the biggest. He has—he has a bigger signature win than than Tyler Van Dyke. Yes. No doubt about that. Um, so, uh, 
w- regarding the I, Shannon I, Dawson play calling, I, honestly, yeah. during the game, I was frustrated at it, and I thought Emery Williams is capable of more. However, after watching it back, I do see, like, early on, I know we were just trying to get him in, into a rhythm with a lot of the screen throws, short throws. And and then, but there we did show that we were able to run the ball. I didn't feel like we ran a ball enough in the first half. But like there were a couple batted down balls at the line of scrimmage that the guys were open. Like that would have kept the drive going. So I, I do feel like at the end of the day, now like looking at it big picture after a win, I think Dawson actually called a pretty good game. He he had to be very careful with Emory Williams against an extremely talented Clemson defense, and so. It was very conservative at times, and it didn't make sense how much we were throwing the ball in the beginning, and then we were running a lot in the second half, and then we had that nine-minute, 15-play drive. Um, yeah. But it's like, it's tough. I, I think I don't think he should be getting a lot of the criticism that he's... I think he, he had a lot that he had to deal with calling that game. Overall, I think it was a pretty good job. Yeah, I just... I think it was... I think it could have been a tad more aggressive. The man was, so in the first half, Emery was 10 for 16 for 31 yards. Yeah. To have, to, so you're averaging 3.1 yards of completion. But like, like a couple of those, like the there was three balls, I think, batted at the line of scrimmage, and the guy was, it would those would have at least been 10-yard pickups. And then you had yeah. Jacoby no, George ran odd, a bad he's route. he's like 6'5". <laughs> I know. It's, yeah, dude, he's big, 6'5", 220. Yeah. And do you remember? I think I feel like TVD had a similar issue when he first started. And yeah. I don't know if that's just something you figure like, out and grow out of. I know a lot of it has to do with like you're down. staring. It's like one read, and so the the D line can get a good read on just where you're looking, um, right. and you don't know how to like. I mean, there's no one that can manipulate throws like a guy like Mahomes, like where he can do a bunch of stuff to manipulate his throwing motion, but um. Uh, yeah, it's probably just something you learn and you adjust as you get older and more experienced. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm sure if I go back, I'll understand more. It's also easier to understand when you end up winning the game, right? And then, um, and it, it, but it, he showed us that he has the capability of making downfield accurate throws. Dude makes nice throws in those and last drives. Oh, those throws to Colby Young, the oh, one he dropped, my goodness, was perfect. And then the the is it was it third and thirteen third, third and 15. thirteen immediately after that drop, and right back to Colby. You Young. you drop back and you deliver an absolute strike, Ooh. and then credit to Kobe Young for making a great grab. I mean, there was four Clemson defenders. It's Kobe Young, and Williams put it exactly where he needed to for a first down, a massive first down. We were we were gonna have to punt the ball if we didn't get it with very little time left. Uh, just massive to uh to continue that drive to end up tying the game there. Um, and, and I tweeted this, but the distribution of wide receivers was yeah, just so much yeah. more even this game. And I just think it helps to it helps to open up a guy like X. Like it was just it was just much more even. I mean, I just, like Kobe Young had multiple targets. X had multiple targets. The honestly, the one who probably got the least amount of targets was Jacoby George. Jacoby George came up massive though. In that fumble by Bashard Smith, yeah. could you imagine? How about that hustle? If he actually fumbled, or if no, he did fumble, but if they actually recovered that, and we, that would have just been a backbreaker coming off of two big momentum plays. But but, but Jacoby even, George with the hustle and got the ball. What's even crazier though to me about that is, 
the fumble by Shipley at the goal line. Why did they blow? Why did they blow that dead when James Williams picked it up? Uh, it was could honestly, he like that, why couldn't he pick play, that up and just I, take it to the house? I won't even question that because personally, when we watched the replay, I thought the the ball may have crossed the no, goal. Line. No, 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 no. I watched it again today. Clear fumble. Did you? And it was oh, good. Yeah. Oh, okay, that yeah. makes me happy. And it was Shipley. I thought. Club yeah, it was Shipley. Kept it. Nope. Oh, okay. Dude, was it Shipley. a direct snap? No, handoff. Oh. Shipley okay. and Klubnik both are having some issues holding on to the ball. Yes, and that's, we saw that full force. That's their ninth fumble lost of the year. They have they're averaging less. They're averaging like four points per trip in the red zone this year. They've had such bad turnovers in the red zone. It came back to bite them in the butt again. And our defense, well, and, man, our defense balled out. And that transitions to what we were also talking about last week. Is is you know playing a clean game we had one pick but it was basically a uh you know a punt uh it was and a deep throw jacoby george Emory. ran the wrong route it was yeah it was yeah, a exactly. read option he and he started going out to or not a read option excuse me uh, like an option route and jacoby right. george started like faked almost to the inside and williams saw that and threw it you can't do that if you're if jacoby george you either gotta if you, you gotta either commit to doing the post or keep the vertical you can't fake out your qb so right. he faked it, went vertical. Williams threw it in the middle of the field, and it ended up, it was fine. Um, yeah, and we actually ended up that, getting a we... quote unquote safety from it. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> refs were bad. <laughs> refs were really bad. Wait, but before we get to the rest, the, okay. to say though that we uh, the we won the turnover battle. We were plus two turnovers. Yep. And it just shows like that, and that's that's my thing of like. I'm sure we win that game. You know, we might we might win that game handedly with TVD, but he also was really turnover prone the past two games. Yes, and who knows what what he could have done this game and and could have thrown a few picks and or not even a few, just a couple that could right. have completely changed the momentum of this game. And so I you I don't know like I I want a quarterback who protects the ball and Emery showed me that and and we won the turnover battle we were smart our running backs held on to the ball we only had that thing with Brashard Smith but it bounced our way finally uh so yeah I mean yeah but then we can move on to yeah the well, the refs but going on going along that though with with a team like Miami with as good of an offensive line you have, as you, we have as good of running backs as we have, as good of a defense as we have right now, you just need a quarterback to be a game manager, and that's exactly what Emery Williams was for us. And quite frankly, if it, TV, like that's the big thing is the the turnovers have costed us dearly. Um, yeah, I still think Tyler Van Dyke can make throws that at this point Emery Williams might not be able to. And again, I'm not saying Emory Williams should be the starter. I think Tyler Van Dyke, if he's healthy, this is his team. But yeah, this I'm, I, this is a game that TVD can learn from. He can learn from Emory Williams in a lot of aspects of what he showed. 18-year-old came out there and just managed the game. And uh, yeah. yeah, beautiful. We had, we had multiple 18-year-olds managing that game. Ooh. And the other one was on the other side of the ball. Hurricane Bane. Wow. Has he trademarked that yet? Do I no, owe him money for saying to. that? Yeah, yeah. TVD jumped on his. I hope. I hope Hurricane Bane jumps on his. Yeah, that's a sick name. Uh, wow. I mm. mean, eight tackles, two for loss, 
two sacks and a forced fumble on Klubnik. That came. That was a a huge forced fumble because there was there was a you know it's just a massive momentum switch. I was grabbing a beer down down in the concessions when that happened. I went yep. nuts while I was trying to do Apple Pay. Um, and Dad come came running out of the bathroom because he came with me, and just a huge play. And like, I mean, there's that that one. And I think it. I don't know. No, it was just one of the sacks he had on Club Nick. But there's the clip of him just literally shoving seventy eight. It was like, both. Yeah. No, on like, the fumble like force, he shoved the offensive. Just, but the one that he, yeah, the one you're talking about was that was that big uh, stop. I think in overtime, right? The big sack. Maybe. Yeah. I actually don't know. And he yeah, just yeah. he just one arms the guy. Get out of my way. Disgusting that, for an it, it's just honestly that guy a year ago was doing that to high schoolers. Oh my gosh. Just some kid that's <laughs> trying to pass algebra two is having parents, to go up against that on a Friday night. His parents made him play football that year to lose some weight. Oh brutal. <laughs> He's looking at the bleachers like, why didn't I just join the band? Just brutal. I'm going to say uh, this. Hurricane Bain, he might go down. He he. There's a chance he becomes my favorite Miami Hurricane player of all time. Like, I mean, if he ke- keeps it up because the motion and leadership he's yes. shown as a true freshman. When's, I mean, I can't. I We've had true freshmen that have shown flashes, but true freshmen that have just cemented themselves as a complete leader on the team and also dominated in the process. Who is the last one that we've had? That's what I'm saying. Taylor Tannenbaum, ACC Network reporter, she also had a story about she was interviewing Cam Kinchins, and he was saying it was one of their first practices of the season, and he said it was just a grueling practice. Everyone was absolutely exhausted after walking off the field. And he says as he's walking off the field, he hears just like yelling and hitting, and he turns around and Ruben Bain is doing work on the dummies and doing like pad work and stuff while everyone else is leaving practice. He's, he's doing extra work. Like the guy's just different. Mm. I love it. I love it. And yep. and the beautiful thing is we have him for at least two, well, two more years. He keeps this up. That man's going to the league in a second. And so yes. we have a leader like that in the locker room. And that brings me a lot of comfort because that's kind of who, uh, going into the season, and I think this season as well, but he's been hurt a little bit. It was Cam, like, 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 who's going to be the leader of the locker room when Cam's gone? Yep, and hundred percent, it's going to be Bane, and I am super excited about that. Yeah, he just got uh, ACC Defensive Player of the Week and obviously Rookie of the Week as well. Yeah, I mean, it's if you had to, if you're picking a player of the game, like it's. There's there's no one else. I mean, you can pick other people if he's taken, yeah. but like he, oh man, well, just special. well that bring, that brings me into a new segment that I have. For Ooh, us. yes, and I and I, I'm trying to think of when we'll actually do this going forward because it, we we end up just talking about the game and we're going to talk about our favorites. So I'm going to just say Hurricane Bane is off limits because obviously this man it it will be when you see what the 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 segment is he will be one of the choices but so he's off limits this week we got to be creative because it's just too easy so we're gonna choose a cat five of the week cat five being what was the best player 
could be a coach, could be a unit. Wait, but I'm, I'm not done talking a... about the game. Right? Is this the last thing we no, talk no, about no. the game? No, no, no. Game? This this is this is this is transitioning to us into other parts of the game to talk about. I okay. promise. Right. I, I I have a vision for this. Okay. So we category have a five this? is. Uh, do you have one of mine? <laughs> Maybe I'll, you know, I'll look through my emails. To, to go back and talk about our sponsors, though, we we gave a lot of a lot of grief to you know like the little trivia questions, who sings this song, where's the ball under the hat games that they do, and they did all of them in like before the end of the first half, they knocked them all out, and I think they're listening to the fans. I think that was a good decision by them. I agree. But okay. Let me let me explain this. So we're gonna choose one player, coach, unit, whatever we really decide we want to do. Is, that's our category five, the best of the best, who performed the best. That's category five, and then we're also gonna choose a tropical depression of the week. I think that speaks for itself. What needs a little bit of improvement? What needs to sit out in the Atlantic a little bit, and you know, get some steam back and get back into being a hurricane. So. Cat five of the week, or you can do it either where do you want. Tropical depression, cat five of the week. How about we start with tropical depression? Bad news first, good news last. Okay. The category five tropical depression segment of the week is brought to you by the white and orange checkered hats given out at the Miami Georgia Tech Miami Knights game. Uh, not sure what those are and what they had to do with Miami Knights. I'm pretty sure we just had extra inventory left over from a recent homecoming parade, but let's never wear those again. Miami Hurricanes <laughs> white and orange checkered hats. Thank you for your sponsorship. All right, so do you have your do you have your tropical depression? Um, of the week. <laughs> my tropical. I don't have my tropical depression. Do you have your hurricane of the week? Category five. Yeah. Yeah. Still learning this segment. Okay. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my my cat five of the week will just be oh oh my cat five of the week is Mr. Corey Flag Jr. Oh, I on. mean, did I? <laughs> it's yeah, obvious. It more, the game winner. Yes, the game winner. But even before that, yeah, he almost could if he turns his head a little bit, which he made a good play regardless. He almost had a uh, a pick six. Uh, on uh, it was one of Clemson's last drives, a really good pass deflection. The man was just all over the ball, and he's gotten so much grief about his size and speed, and he's clearly, clearly gotten so much quicker. But you know, smart sometimes outweighs physicality and, and you know physical attributes. And he just sniffed out that last play, saw Klubnik the whole way, and ended the game just like that. And that was beautiful. I like it. I like it. All right. My cat five of the week is Mr. Emery Williams. I mean, I just can't say enough about this guy. Even in his postgame interview with the ACC network, he was he he literally looked at them. He goes, it's such an honor to be up here. He goes, I watch, I watch your show every single day. Like, this is such an honor. <laughs> I mean, the, the kid is just simply a delight. And he showed a lot of poise, a lot of leadership, and at the end of the day, delivered the Miami Hurricanes a win that we have been longing for, longing for for a very, uh, should I say, long time. So, Mr. Emily yeah. Williams, you are my Category 5 Hurricane Player of the Week. All right, now my for tra- that. Tropical Depression. Yeah, my Tropical Depression. I love this soundboard we got. Yeah. <laughs> my Tropical Depression of the Week. Uh, actually isn't a player on either team. 
Ooh. It is the ACC referees. Yes. Now sir. we we started talking about the safety a little bit. We all know about the safety. Tell me in a world where the man both man's knees, the ball is in the end zone at contact, and the ball lands in the end zone after the sack or after the tackle. How that's not a sack after the review, dude. I don't know Still what a safety a sack. is anymore. And I, but I'm not done. Also. They eventually called one grounding play on Cade Klubnik, but there is a clear, clear grounding call that they said he was outside of the hashes, which was not true at all. Uh, it basically, two bas- plays before, because our defensive line blew up their offensive line, he basically just chucked it, and they didn't call anything. Yep. And and that should have been a 15-yard penalty on Clemson. Are also, you done? Uh, no. F- calling flag offsides... His one offsides call he had. Yep. You go look at the replay. The man was clearly on sides, completely fine. And then last but not least, that touchdown for Clemson. Maybe, maybe it was a touchdown. However, was there conclusive evidence that he had possession of the ball before that back foot was in was out of bounds? The knee may have hit first. But honestly, a lot of angles looked like the, his foot hit first out of bounds. But was there conclusive evidence when you said it wasn't conclusive evidence to overturn the safety? So uh, the ACC refs were horrible. Tropical depression of the week. Figure it out. These are massive calls. I mean, if that safety gets battle- called, then there's no overtime. Yeah, dude. And the craziest thing about the safety is like, I, I, I can kind of wrap my head around how they didn't, because they didn't have a down-the-goal-line view when they were reviewing it, but I don't know how you don't call that a safety in real time, because then it's, if you call that a safety in real time, then the review's like, oh yeah, it's clearly a safety, but now, because they didn't call it a safety in real time, they got into this weird thing about like, ah, there's not any conclusive evidence, we don't know forward progress, when he started to go down as the ball, is part of the ball over the goal line, craziness, they were horrible, right. ACC refs have been terrible all season. They, there's got to be some repercussions and consequences. And and death is not off the table. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally a joke. Um, uh, Mario gave the same response he has that uh, we sent them into to ACC to review and have not gotten a response back yet. But, like, yeah, it's crazy. Ugh. So, and what about, you kind of ignored, you didn't really give me the reaction I was looking for on this comment about the James Williams when when Shipley fumbles, why can't James Williams he picked it up? Why don't why'd they stop the play? Right, because they're horrible. Oh, no, oh, 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 I actually didn't write one down too. You have uh, what, what's their best cornerback's name? Wiggins. Yeah, Wiggins. You have Wiggins jawing. Yes. At is it Hort? Was it Horton? Yes. You have Wiggins jawing at Horton for like. And I, it's not an exaggeration, probably like 10 seconds of just straight jawing at him. And the ACC ref is just, I mean, he's he could have been in on the conversation. He if, they, if the man was whispering, the ACC ref was close enough. Like he was just right on this, staring at them, and does absolutely nothing about it. And I would understand if they're both yelling at each other, but you can clearly see Horton is staring forward, running away, Trying not to get involved, and this man is in his face, and it, it, it it's all day. That is unsportsmanlike conduct. They call you, they called it I on mean, flag fl- for a lot less a couple weeks ago, right? Like 
how so about, it's how just the... crazy that that wasn't called. And also, he pushed. Uh, I don't, and I don't even even realize what Jacoby receiver George. was. Jacoby, yeah, he pushed his head right into the ground, and I was, and when I saw this this clip, I was like, oh, I wonder, I wonder, maybe the refs just didn't see it. And then right at the very last second, you see the ref is staring straight at them. Brutal, horrible. I, I, I forgot I didn't even write that down. That was one of the worst ones. I mean, the crowd went nuts when they saw that because, I mean, we've just been getting hit with unsportsmanlike penalties all year. And finally, one hap- should happen to us and nothing. And, and the problem is these guys make these huge mistakes and then you see them back out there again the next week. Yeah, Guess exactly. what? I make huge mistakes at my job and I get fired <laughs> like I did today. No, I'm just kidding. It's like I got fired today. <laughs> it's like that's how I find out. Uh, okay. My tropical depression of the week is Mr. Wes Durham, the announcer, the TV announcer of this game at ACC Network alongside yes. of Hasselback. Um, I mean, what in the... Can we please show a little bit of emotion? I get that you are just the play-by-play caller. I get you're supposed to be unbiased, but let's just have a little inflection in the voice, especially maybe on the game-winning tackle for flag. I mean, folks, I don't know if you heard our our new intro, but we've got some iconic calls now in our intro of this show, and we're looking to add some new ones. This could have been a good opportunity, but Wes Durham gives us a monotone Corey flag snooze the fest. tackle. Uh, I mean, you would have thought you would have thought that was like the ending of a game that was a blowout. Yeah, and it's he was doing it for both sides. I mean, there was some huge field goals made, and he's just like, and the kick is through. And I was like, what? What is going on here? ACC Network is so bad. Hey, come on now. It is not good. I like I, it. I, I watch ACC I not, PM every afternoon. My my uh, my boy I, Mark I Packer. Like, he he does a great job. I just don't like listening to the broadcast. Like I, I like the actual yeah. game play by play. That's what I'm saying. But I don't like really the, ever, ever the huddle crew, Eric McLean, EJ Manuel, Mark Richt. I mean, come on. I think they do a good job. They're I like enjoyable. EJ. I do like EJ. I mean, obviously, I like Rick too. But EJ, EJ's EJ's good. And Eric, great guy. Yeah, great guy. Eric's good too. I just don't like the play by play. The play by play is horrible. Yeah, it was just uh, come on. Show a little inflection. Have some fun. <laughs> God, it was it was a snooze fest. That's yeah. a good one. Thank you. I'll say my a, a category four hurricane. Oh yeah, we got uh, <laughs> yeah. We go I got through, through every, every category. category. Now the the tropical cyclone. Our <laughs> <laughs> uh, running backs um, stepped up, and I, I'm realizing now when we recorded last week's episode, I didn't even I've totally forgot about AJ Allen. I was like, oh, we have Cheney and, and uh, Chris Johnson now. I totally forgot about AJ Allen. Because he AJ Allen played a great game. Yeah, but he played a great game. Dude, his his first cut that he makes is it's it's one of it's got to be the best first cut in football right now. Yeah. Cheney did a great job too because a couple of times they got they broke through and there was one guy to miss right off the handoff and then go hit the hole and they both made a miss. They 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 both made some just great plays. I don't know if you knew this, but I heard that Cheney got carted off. Really? Uh, well, I did see yeah. he got in overtime. At, 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 he got in, in overtime. blasted in the knee. Yeah. Yep. Oh no. Of course, and poor, that poor guy, man, has not has just not been able to stay healthy. 
Um, so ho- hopefully it's nothing. But I did hear he got carted off in overtime. And then how about Burchard Smith going in at running back and having the longest run in, since DJ Dallas against Duke? Longest run against Clemson in the last 15 years. Right. Um, we we do a little bit of that him was at running 95% back. Ninety-five percent of our yards for like the first three quarters of the game. Brashard Smith one play. Brashard Smith's been balling out for us. I, I we need to get him more and more touches every game because we he said last is episode get yes. him touches. Yes, we did. Yeah. He's electric. He's electric. Ooh. I knew Coach listened to this episode. Back to calling him Coach. <laughs> yeah, he deserves to be. He deserves to be called Coach again. You know, well, that's actually, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, Crystal Ball got a lot of flack for his game management at the end. I mean, so so we have the ball. It's 17 17. It was about a minute 20 left. We have one timeout. One timeout. Clemson also has a timeout. Clemson has two two timeouts. And we have a freshman quarterback on his own 40 yard line. Yes. Do we need 20 to 30 yards and we're potentially in Borgallis range? Absolutely. But also, you do have a true freshman quarterback and you have a defense that has been playing lights out this whole game. He te- he tested the waters. Let's see if our couple plays get a little chunk plays, like our, a couple runs get a little bit of yards. Yeah, and we I think tried throwing it on more first success- down. Yeah, and I think if those plays would have been more successful, it's probably a different story. Maybe he gets aggressive. But and we weren't he comfortable running him hurry and up. it was the right decision. Yes, we weren't comfortable going no huddle with Emery at a at a spot oh, where it wasn't it was completely a slow rolling offense. It was. And and that's okay. And that's what I'm saying is I think Dawson called a good game and I Cristobal like Tim Hasselbeck was just ripping him apart at multiple points. I think he's still on the high off of calling for the knee a couple weeks ago. But I I mean Coach made coach called a good game, and then they are ripping him on calling the timeout. But it's third and goal in overtime. You've got to get this stop. Call the timeout. Were they ripping that in the broadcast? Yes, they're saying why oh, waste your timeout there on defense? You're going to need that when you're on offense. Like, oh no, we when we were watching the game, we're like, yeah, it's a good timeout. Yeah. So I think now that the narrative's out there that Cristobal's not a game manager, um, it's he's going to be under a a microscope on these type of calls, but look, listen, you walk away with the win and they can question right. all they want, but you clearly knew best. So yeah, your defense is playing lights out. Trust in the defense. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm going back. I have another cap four pushing five. Good Lord. Busy this isn't, this isn't how this is. Yeah. It isn't even how this, the segment works. There should only be one. That's the rules. Okay. But for today I gave, a lot of criticism for this yes. man last week. This is the actually this is a whole this should be the apology segment. Apology yes. letters. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, that's a good one. Yeah, you like apology that? letters. Yeah, this is apology letters here. Hey, Leonard, it's me. You played a great game, bud. I said you didn't have speed. I said you weren't it's just the motor wasn't there that other players were looking better than you, that I just didn't see the hype. And then you came out Saturday, and you made that offensive line look like a bunch of JV players. You got through, you were celebrating with your teammates, and I am so sorry. That one's on me. 
Love, Jimmy. That was beautiful. That's big of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right, you, you I, I have one too. Okay, write it. Dear Cam and James, hi, this is your pal Joe. Last week, I said that you both in the secondary were absolutely atrocious and deserve not to have syrup on your pancakes. But this morning, as I write this, I realize I was so wrong. Cam Kinchins, you are the absolute leader of this team and one of, if not the best safeties in the nation. And James Williams, you bring life and joy to my heart and you play with an energy that is unmatched and you make tackles that literally make my insides curl up and make me want to puke as if I've just been speared by your helmet in the chest. You both are unbelievable players and I hope one day I get to meet you and give you a hug. Love, Joe. Beautiful. Let's mail them in. It's a great segment. <sighs> yeah. Feels good. Better. It's, it's, it's a better name, too, than I. we still have to figure out the name for the Category 5 Tropical Storm. We'll figure it out. Okay. Maybe the Jim, the, the Cantori segment. What's his name on Weather Jim Channel? Jim Cantori. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> um, we'll figure it out. We'll talk with our producers. Um, any, anything else from this? I mean, guys, it's a big one. It's, it's a big so one. A couple uh, things I noticed right after Darryl the game. Porter. Sorry. Yeah, you keep going. No, you just said Daryl Porter, so you got to continue that. You can't just say a name. Daryl Porter. Oof. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I'm just, I'm fiddling with something on my desk. Um, Daryl Porter is an elite cornerback. And I think I tried the fact, telling you. I think the fact, and it was hitting me during the game, I was like, I forget about Daryl Porter. But I think I forget about Daryl Porter because no one wants to throw to him. And I don't, I need to look up the actual stats of like how many targets he gets a game. But it can't be a lot. Because never, there's not many times we're like watching and we're like, oh, that was a good play by Daryl or not. And most of the time, it's, I forget he's even on the field and I think people are scared to throw it to him. Wonderful yeah. game. He's, he's Daryl Porter. Great game, great season. And also, how about the, the bounce back from our corners and secondary in general? I mean, got picked on a little bit last week and, and yeah, gave Davis up some especially. gash plays. Davis, like, whoa. Way to bounce back. I mean, they went early trying I mean, to... even their two touchdowns was wonderful defense. Yes. Like, great coverage. It was just a beautiful throw and an even better catch. That like, tight end was money. This team is just different from past teams in that you see adjustments. You see growth throughout the year. You see, all right, one thing wasn't so good last game, and let's fix it. Let's work on it. Um, and you just see a team that does not quit. And that's just been the biggest thing. We were down 10 with two minutes left to go in the third quarter. It was looking bleak. There was probably a few fans that left. And it was, it, weirdly, the, those Clemson fans by us left. That yeah, was strange. that was strange. I wasn't sure they, if it was Kurt's friend jawing at them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that, yeah, that was a little, a little different. They all they look so sad too. It's like they all just got absolutely horrible news and had to head out. 
Um, yeah, it was feeling. I hope everything's yeah. okay with them. But, but you're and, right. And I, I was, was feeling. I was bleak. doing the little uh, what they do to TBD on the sidelines. I was lifting your and dad's chins up. Yeah, I said, given come on, guys. My blood sugar was getting low, and I was. I it was a it was a Wah. perfect storm. Wah. <laughs> Wah. I, I was feeling horrible on the inside and on yeah. the outside watching yeah. the game. Yeah, tough combo. Tough combo. So. It was just, but uh, yeah, in that moment, I'm like, we're not going down the field. What I've watched this game, we're not going down the field and scoring and then stop them again and then score again. When when have the Miami Hurricanes ever done that? To execute on a high level, to end the game, and to finish out a tough opponent. Been a while. Been a while. we did it. And um, everyone was like, all complaining and stuff about how long the drive was taking. It's like, listen, we just needed to get a score there. It didn't matter how long it take, took. We needed to get a score. And so nine minutes, 15 plays later, and you end it with a touchdown, it's all you need. Perfect. Because you got a great defense that's going to get you the ball back. Right. After the game, Tyler Van Dyke just embracing Emery Williams. Most emotion I've yes. seen out of him all year. That's what I'm saying is I think this game could uh, this was life. a nice little wake up call for TBD. I I think so too. Yeah. It was it was good to see TBD smiling and happy on the sidelines like that. Literally. I don't I've never seen that from him. I just I've never seen that kind of emotion from him. He's I think got he got all the, the software talent, man. update he's I was talking about. He's got all the arm talent you could want. Yeah. It, a lot got, of the issues is between the years. Well, no, but I'm, I'm saying he oh, has the head. Oh, you just said something completely opposite of me. I did, because I'm saying he has the head. What I was going to say is like like the like Emery, it's great to have that fire in him, but it's also, you know, he's definitely, he said he was nervous and stuff, and, and that sleep definitely plays into the night couldn't before. sleep. Like TVD. Oh, I love him. The 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 positive part about TVD's you know demeanor and mindset is I mean he probably f- sometimes forget what times what time the game is like yeah. he he's just a very chill guy yeah it's I think it's finding that balance you know between that and then you know being a leader of your team because like you said I think the team responds to it more not to say they don't love TVD I'm sure they all love TVD but they definitely responded in in a way. And it could have been because it was true freshman. It was his first game of how they were treating Emery. But I still just think the quarterback's the leader of the team, and you set the tone for the emotions of your team. It's yes. specifically the offense. And I think they rallied around Emery. Yep. You know who else is a great teammate? Jakari Brown. Guys celebrates on every single play. He's always running out there. I mean, just... I I, yeah. I hope nothing but good things for him. If it's at Miami or I, I just want to see Jakari Brown succeed. Yeah, because he he'll he'll be a starter somewhere else in the country or maybe a second string. Like he's gonna get his reps somewhere else. He just he's behind two great quarterbacks right now. But at the end of the day, Jimmy. This was an extremely gutsy win and a win that this team needed so badly. And I I don't want to I don't want to exaggerate here, but I mean this is one of the biggest wins this program's had in a long time. When you just kind of take a step back and think of everything going into it and how much Clemson has owned you 
and the losses that you just endured the last two weeks, and now you're back at home, and your starting quarterback is out, and you're facing adversity, and you right. go, you come out with a win. You find a way to win that football game and try to turn this season around. I mean, it's just, it's huge. Recruits are there. It's a massive, massive victory for not just those players and coaches, but also for the fans. At Hard Rock Stadium, the time at the point where Flag made that tackle and Klubnik's knee hit the ground, uh, it was just. You want mm. go watch our Twitter? You just want to bottle now, that up. Our mother had beautiful videography skills. Yes, it was but wonderful. I don't know just how electric. she timed it so perfectly. Yes, the panning. And yeah, we we posted <laughs> that video on on X as the kids call it, and it, um, yeah, lots of we we even had Coach Mike Rumpf reply and call us real fans, which I will be printing out that tweet and framing it and putting it over my bedside. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. That's because it's like, man, our, we have been through so much, us fans, oh. been through so much in that stadium. And it's like this, it was just, ah, it felt so good walking out of there. It, it, who cares yeah, about not you, taking the knee? I'll care in a few weeks when we have a chance at playing for an ACC championship and that'll keep us out of it. But And, and you and just the, the love for the University of Miami runs so deep. You look at our own father who has seen all five national championships for Miami and not been to all of them, but has been alive for all of them. Was and there for, to, I think every single game of the 58 game winning home game winning streak. Yeah. And I was there for the 58 to, home to game then, losing streak. Right. Yes. <laughs> and, and to then see the, you know, the demise of this program the past 20 years but a big win like that just never gets old. And we still just have so much love for these canes. And that, like you, you said, like that is, yeah, it's hard to, you can't, it's hard to downplay how massive it is. Like, yeah. And it's like for, for us, I, we can count, like I can think of the big games, like as we've been trying to make this comeback back into glory. Um, Texas A&M at the Orange Bowl, the beating the Gators at at the time Sun Life Stadium, the, the yeah, Virginia Tech was the quarterback. We yes. thought that was a, such a big win, and it was like it. You think, and then you look back. I, I guess it didn't matter, but like it, they are all big wins, and like and then Virginia Tech, Notre Dame back to back at Hard Rock Stadium, and then beating FSU yeah. fifty two to ten at Hard Rock, and then Texas A&M this year, and then this game. Like they're big wins that they they matter. And we, uh, man, it just felt good. Needed it. A weight off Mario Cristobal's chest. First. You saw it in the locker room. First home win against an ACC opponent. Yikes. And I mentioned it in the That's podcast last stat. week. Is there was, there was a, a list tweeted of Mario Cristobal's wins as a head coach at University of Miami, and it was not a strong list, but... And we, this we year, won't even talk about it. We won't even talk about it because this year you can add Texas A&M and Clemson to that list. He's getting some signature wins on, under his belt. He's building the culture. He's building the program. And you're just, we went five and seven last year, people. So Yeah, we've matched the win total already. We've matched the win total. You are like guaranteed to improve this year. Now, 
what happens next. This coming week, we have Virginia Who's. Who? The Cavaliers. Not sure, like, what is, what's the who versus the Cavaliers? All these teams have multiple mascots. I guess we can't talk because we have multiple mascots if you think about it, but it confuses me. Um, And then there's a path, my man. There is a path, thanks to what this Virginia team that we are facing did this past weekend. They beat North Carolina at North Carolina. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me why. College football is absolutely nuts. But it happened, and so now... Believe it or not, Canes fans, there is a path to the ACC championship, and it is not an easy path. It is the path less traveled. We have to win out. Clem- or North Carolina has to lose twice, and uh, there's a lot of things it? that need to happen. I think, I'm just I, not I think that's even, just it. I'm not even letting myself look at it. I think that's it. I think we have to win out, and North Carolina has to lose twice. That's pretty much it. I think there's something that Virginia Tech needs to do. Maybe just lose once. But anyways, there's a path, and it starts... I mean, it really has to be next game because we uh, Virginia cannot... If they can beat North Carolina at North Carolina, they can sure they as can heck beat, beat Miami in Miami. 3.30 kickoff. Right. How are we feeling? I just can't believe they beat North Carolina. Like, Craziness. North Carolina always does that. They blew it. Like, like they they always drop that stupid. I mean, like I'm preaching to the choir talking about Miami, but like they always drop that stupid ACC game. Like even when FSU was down, they lost to FSU. Uh, what was their one last? They had one last year, and I mean maybe they had a couple last year. But just like these like bonehead ACC losses that should never happen to the talent on that roster. They played a like. What we saw uh, Miami against UNC. I mean, you that if that team plays a clean game, they are well coached, and a lot of talent. Like they can beat anyone, and they can run anyone off the field. But whatever happened, I mean, even in that Virginia game, I watched the highlights. Virginia fumbled on the goal line, and the ball went uh, through the end zone as a touchback, and yeah. they still won the game. So like, it should have been worse. Oh, I know. Was that Mike Collins? I think that they're running the they're running back. Know. He's the one that he he was one of the players that he actually was one of the ones that got shot in that horrible tragedy over the off season. He was he got oh, shot, really? recovered. He's back on the field. It's just absolutely incredible. That's a great story. Yeah, and so and he's now like he's he's having a good season too. So they've got so Mike Hollins and then Malik Washington, their wide receiver, is a player. So they got some playmakers, and it's clearly starting to click. Like, this cannot be... Uh, this is a another giant opportunity for the Hurricanes because you're coming off a, I've said it a thousand times, a gutsy win, a very emotional win, and you realize, okay, like, we can... We still have a lot to play for this season. Like, it's time to go. Virginia can't be overlooked you cannot you're not a good enough team to overlook anybody so like now we just showed that we can assert our dominance on a team like Clemson we ran for 211 yards against the number one rushing defense in the ACC we should be able to run it all over Virginia and just assert our physical dominance like we should have done against Georgia Tech I'm sick of playing down to our opponents correct I and I think uh it's a blessing that UVA did beat UNC yeah, agreed. not that we should ever, ever, you know, 
Like, great teams don't overlook opponents. And not that we should ever, even even if they got blown out by UNC, we should be taking UVA seriously, but it does help. You know, it helps wake them up a little bit. Definitely. Especially after a big win like Clemson. So, yeah. I mean, you look at you look at UVA's stats on the year, it's just not impressive. Like, they've they've struggled. They've basically, it looks like they've split time between quarterbacks. Frankly, I haven't watched a lot of their games. You know what but, they say if you have two quarterbacks. You have none. Yes, sir. That's what I say. I, I actually created that quote. But And it looks like Tony Musket was the only one who played against UNC, but he was 20 for 30 for 208 yards, a touchdown and interception. That that looks honestly a little bit like a freshman handcuffed Emory Williams stat line. Um, keep moving. And quite frankly... Virginia and I don't know I don't know the actual I should know like this is just a statistic a statistic if you are doing a podcast about the Miami Hurricanes like you should have in front of you to create a good product and I don't have that in front of me of the the all-time record amongst the teams but I feel like Virginia kind of has had our number like they've been a kind of a thorn in our side and they've they've upset us a few times am I just making that up looking it up or do I remember that from my childhood? I'm looking it up. I mean, I think it's just that Orange Bowl loss. It's really just all the ACC, right? Sticks in oh, our brain. Last game in the Orange Bowl, they absolutely embarrassed us. They were a decent team that year, though, but still. And we were not. Uh, you know, you aren't completely off. It is uh, Miami has like, 12 give me the, wins. Give me the Virginia last, has eight wins. Give me the last five Give me the last five games against them. Nah, give me the last seven. Um, you know, I just don't think my stats are that. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know if that's gonna happen. Okay. No worries there. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here yeah. We go. There we go. Um. Bum bum bada bum. In our last bum, bum, five. No, I mean, we've kind of dominated them. Uh, in our last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. In our last eight meetings, we've won six of them. Okay. What were the two years we lost, please? We lost in 2018, 16 to 13 in Charlottesville. Mm. Uh, and then that was a Mark Rick offense. And then in 2021, 30 to 28, we remember that one in Miami Gardens, Florida. Oof. <laughs> Tough one. So recently, they've they've kind of had our number a little bit. No, we've won three out of the last four. Well, it was just 2021. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm just going to say recently, okay? Uh, yeah, that's no, crazy. No. 2018 is that long ago, huh? Yeah, no, but there was a period, um, I think, so here's where you're, you're scarred, is from uh, 2010 to 2014, they won four out of the five against us. That's where I think you're getting hung up on. Yeah. Yeah. The dark ages. Oh, my God. Those were some dark ages. Those were Mike London teams. Oh, Mike. yes. That's uh, Kurt and yeah. I were trying to... Yeah, Kurt and I were trying to remember who who that was. Just had her yeah. number. Dark, dark, 
dark times. So we'll see. It, it's, it, I mean, this is just a game. Miami, you're 18 point favorites. Like, let's go out there. Let's dominate early. Let's go. Tony Elliott, he's a good coach for Virginia. Like, they're going to be ready. They, they're now playing with a renewed sense of pride. They were one in, yeah, right. That, that's only their second win of the season. That was the program's first ever road win against a top 10 team in school history. I mean, how Thanks did for they, coming, North Carolina. How did they beat North Carolina? Dude, it North doesn't. Carolina it could not so make me happier. And us. guess what? We've got a path to the ACC championship. We all, we always do. <laughs> we always, always looking for the help. But you know what? Let's just do our thing and just let's just win each game one at a time. And it starts hey. Saturday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern at the Rock ACC Network. West Durham, if you're on the call, I need a little bit more out of you. Otherwise, you're going to be on my Tropical Depression segment next week. Oh, to go back. Sorry, and I, and I realized this. We were talking about that. I, I've, I actually, like, Flag was another easy choice. He should have been off limits. Let's talk about Borgallis. Oh, ice in his veins, sir. You need to go see a doctor because <laughs> you have a cold blooded ice in the veins. What does that even mean to have ice <laughs> in your veins? I actually don't know. Does it mean like I, your heart rate doesn't get no up? Sense. Like you, you don't have high blood pressure. I just maybe that he's cold. Like maybe may like 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 cold meaning like good and just like doesn't get phased. Hmm. We'll dig into that. Where did ice in veins come from? Here we go. Uh, explain what a celebration. Where did the ice in veins come from? It's something my dad said growing up. Oh, what? I mean, D'Angelo Russell said on? that. I don't know. It was actually D'Angelo Russell that came up with that. Really? Yeah. To remain very calm and controlled. The ability to remain very calm and controlled in a situation in which other people would become upset or afraid. I can't believe how calm she was the whole time. She must have ice water in her veins. <laughs> this one says ice water. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Uh, D'Angelo Russell yeah, he did, did not, not, in fact, yeah, no. he did not come this up with This is Miriam Webster with the, has the, the he definition. He came up here. with the celebration, though. Okay. Like the pointing to the vein. Gotcha. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Makes much more sense. But nonetheless, Borgallis, <laughs> like, ice what? in ice water. Ice in water with a... With, Fiji water. It's good, with a slice of lemon. Ooh, yeah. Money. Yeah, money. Needed like, those kicks. Dude, how about, hey, kudos to the finance guy over at Clemson made a couple oh big my ones. Oh, gosh, man. Did you like, see I he bleached sure. his hair? I was hair? like, oh, this is great for us. Oh, he's had a tough couple weeks. Tough <laughs> couple weeks. He, he, he is. Had, he had in, to do that so he didn't get recognized around campus. He is in massive debt right now, as he owes a lot of rent money <laughs> for his apartment in New York City that has not gone paid. He's about to get evicted. No man, he drilled those. Well, drilled one of them was kind of a lollipop, yeah, but yeah. yeah, he hit him. Did what he needed to do. I had no faith in him making that. I was like, oh, this is great. Like, well, this is going to probably be the deciding factor because he can't hit a field goal. And that was honestly probably part of Mario's decision as well. Yeah. Ab oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I thought, overall, I thought it was a well-coached game. Um, dude, did you see after the game, Dabo Sweeney kind of throwing his quarterback under the bus? Oh, my gosh. Dude, there's so Yikes. much to talk about. We're over an hour in. All right. All right. Oh, we got to no, move. No, 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 we got to move. It's so true, though. But, but we got to hit that because it was so bad that he, he basically said Klubnik 
that wasn't the call, play that was called. Which makes no sense. That had to have been an RPO. There's no way the call was a run up the middle. If that, if, well, if anything, he audibled into it, maybe. Which he should be benched. Definitely, if that that's was. The case. Like, what yeah, are we he doing? should be benched. Or, I mean, you don't just audible on the on on a on a goal line overtime play unless you have been empowered to do that if you see something. So, like, just you should never be thrown under the bus by your coach like that. I I just Dabo Dabo upset a lot of people when he said that. All right, we got to move. We got to move. We got to move. We got to move. Okay. Um. Okay. Other thing I had kind of bouncing around the league here before we get into lock of the weeks and picks to wrap up this show. Um, mm, that should be my tropical depression is my lock of the weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> another one that could have been tropical depression is Michigan State trivia question. The oh. trivia question read, where was Adolf Hitler born? And for those wondering, the answer is Austria. Um, an inappropriate question, I think, at at any time but especially what's going on in today's climate can i just like tough it's a tough scene who signed off on that yeah i oof that is just that's a bad day and they lost 49 nothing so and not only was that the trivia question they also then put a giant picture of hitler up on the big screen yeah like oh if you didn't know what he looked like here he is Yeah, but hey, now everyone there Crazy. knows he was born in Austria, and everyone there saw a forty-nine nothing beatdown by Michigan. Michigan State is in absolute shambles. That's not even a tropical depression of the week. That's like, that's just like a a, a just sun like a, shower of the week. Yeah, that's just like a very sad. It's like go it's home. spitting outside. Yeah. Um, horrible. The bouncing, bouncing, I'm bouncing around the league, and yeah, <laughs> it's like black and white, and uh, all right, it was just massive. They just pop it up on yeah. the screen. Uh, uh, FSU plays Wake Forest at noon. Um, part of me wants FSU. I mean, I would obviously, I would always love to see FSU lose, but like, hey, give me an undefeated FSU at Doe Campbell. Let me have it. I'll drink that up. Lap it up like a dog. If we beat FSU and they still went out, do you think they're in the playoff? Do we, have we, we talked talk, about this? Yeah, we talked about it. Because there's an undefeated team in every oh, major right, right, conference. Right. You know, I lose. think they make it, though. I just That's why I'm FSU. like, I, I, would, I, I, would like, I would like Wake Forest to beat them. No, I, I want to. Because then we deliver the second loss, and then they're completely Or we the deliver playoff. the second loss again in the ACC championship. Yeah. <laughs> Florida. Florida plays Georgia. Yikes. They've been enjoying themselves. They got a bye week this Nation's week, right? Biggest cocktail party. Whatever that means. Yeah. They had a bye week. They were they've they've been enjoying just, you know, watching it from afar. I'm sure they were upset on Saturday watching both the Knowles and Miami winning. But it's gonna be tough for them come Saturday. Now, I don't think Georgia's, I mean, I, every, and everyone knows this, I don't think Georgia's as good as years in, of past, but they are much better than Kentucky. And I think it could be a long day for the Gators. I think it's so, It's always a neutral site, right? They always play, in, well, they say neutral site, but it's in Jacksonville, Jacksonville, which is not far at all from Gainesville. It's probably where most people from UF actually live. Yeah. Not too, not too bad a drive, though, from Athens. It'll be a good one. 
Um, all right, all right. Lag of the week. I won mine last week, my friend. I had Ohio State covering against Penn State, and they did. You lost again, my friend. You thought Oklahoma was going to blow out UCF, your alma mater, <laughs> and it was a great they game. almost lost. Great game. <laughs> so, this week, we look. Lag of the week is... And I don't want this to happen, but I think it's going to happen. I have North Carolina. They're 11.5-point favorites at Georgia Tech. I just think Georgia Tech just got crushed by Boston College. North Carolina knows, all right, we just we got to win out. Like We got to get this thing back together. I think they're going to play with a little chip on their shoulder, and I just think they're going to blow Georgia Tech out. 11.5 yeah. is too small of a number for me. Lock it. I like it. I'm gonna you better uh, like look it. at, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna look at the uh, the Pittsburgh Notre Dame game. Ooh, uh, Notre Dame is favored by eighteen points. Ooh, wait, that's right, right? Pittsburgh versus Notre yeah. Dame, negative eighteen forty six. Yep, you'll figure it out one yeah. day. I still just, yes, that is correct. Um. Yeah, 18 points. I think, you know, Pitt, they won this past week, didn't they? No, no, Pitt lost. Oh, to Wake Forest. Yes. Uh, see, I'm just so bad. But here's the thing. You know, I was about to change. I, I, I think my original one last week I would have gotten if I didn't change my mind. Uh, so I'm just going to stick with it. I'm going to say Pitt will still lose, but by less than 18. So All right. they'll, yeah. That's at Notre, Notre Dame. Dame will not cover. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Yeah, but eighteen, man. Notre Dame just hasn't looked great. The over under is only forty six. Okay. Okay. Hey, you don't you don't have to persuade me. It's between you <laughs> and God at this point. All right, ladies and gentlemen, three thirty p.m. Eastern. At Hard Rock Stadium down in Miami Gardens on ACC Network, your Miami Hurricanes. Miami! Coming off their biggest win of the season yet, will look to take down Virginia Cavaliers, the Who's down in Whoville. Coming off their biggest win of Tony Elliott's career, what have you, Miami 18-point favorites down at the Rock? What not say you, the Jimmy? Biggest, not only the biggest win of the career, the, the first top 10 win in program history. I mean, crazy. Crazy what they're... No, on uh, against... Uh, I already said this stat, Jimmy. Away game on the road. First time beating a top 10 team on the road. Oh, really? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I do now remember you saying that, so I don't know if I had a stroke on here or something. Mm. Sorry about that. Nineteen. I have it as 19 points, but regardless. When I was on, it was 18, so we're going 18. Okay. Okay. Um, but hey, it's moved, because TVD news probably. Yeah, that's where it's kind of it's kind of weird, but I will say, yeah, because it's like, is TVD going to play or is it going to be Emery? I think it's going to be TVD. You think it'll be TVD? Yeah. Um, all right, with TVD in mind, 
I will say your Miami Hurricanes, 35. Your Virginia Cavaliers, 10. Boom. Another dominating defensive performance by your Miami Hurricanes. And they easily cover in your scenario. Uh, yeah, by six, six points. Yeah. By, well, we're going with 18 by a touchdown. Well, okay. Well, we're okay, going by 18, a touchdown. So. Yeah. They cover by a touchdown. Okay. We, and we, we were wrong last week, and I was so glad we were. Yes, we were dead wrong, and I will gladly be wrong. This Now, the score was close. Yeah, yeah. If I am wrong on this one, I will cry, 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 cry. I've got... Virginia Cavaliers, 21 in your Miami Hurricanes. Whoa, Miami. 35. 35-21 final. I so just... A little bit of a shootout? I think it's a, I think it's a little bit of a... Sh- I think it's just a little tighter. I Because I, I just... I don't... I've never seen us come out on a game like this after a big win like we had and absolutely dominate and Virginia's got some life. I'm a little worried. Um... Again, I think we just we're more talented, we're better. Home game, we're gonna win. But I, I, I see it being a little closer, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But hey, it's still a 14 point win. I will take it. We gotta win out, my friend. We still have a path. Got to only the only way to the path. Okay. All right, we are an hour and 12 minutes in, my friend. Yikes! Apologies to all. We try to keep this thing as close to an hour as possible. But hey, when you come off a win like Clemson. We got to talk, and we got to dance, and we got to bounce. Hickory dickory dock. The mouse goes up the clock. Dabo Sweeney's got that drip. <laughs> and now he's on TikTok. TikTok, TikTok, Dabo. That is the sound of. I don't know where I was going for that. Darn it. I thought I was going to have something cool. I thought I was going to be like. Category 5, Hurricane Inbound. Next target, Virginia Cavaliers. Block that kick. Block that kick. Bring out the flashlights. It's a club in Miami. It's Miami (laughs) Nights. It's Club Miami. Take me on. I was not having it when they started playing that song. I don't know about that new tradition. I don't know if that sticks. We'll see. Hey, Hard Rock Stadium can be a special place, my friend. Miami Nights is a special time, and being there with family and enjoying that beatdown was something I will never forget. Folks. Mm, God, just makes the drive home so much better waking up on that Sunday. Mm, that and staying in a hotel instead of having to drive straight back. Right. Well, folks, I hope you have a wonderful week. Wear that Miami Hurricanes gear loud and proud. Um, I know someone was saying they live in South Carolina, Hurricane fan. That's got to feel good. Wear it. And, man, let's go beat Virginia on Saturday. Let's keep let's keep this momentum going. Come on, Could Canes. Could be something special. We've got some Canes over here. Woof. Woof. Yo, get the speaker box loud. Okay. Hitting that stuff till you hearing that sound. <laughs>